Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Alrighty. Today is the uh, completion of the beta test called Profit from Your Knowledge. And uh, it is uh, me, Tony Vere, on a Sunday night. It is September 6th. 2015. Uh, originally, there was going to be five people on the call besides myself. Right now, there's two. There is uh, Del Nada and uh, Van the Man. And uh, I got a call from Transamerica, so I'll talk to you about that after the call, my brother. Um, and then uh, Mike Lesser is not able to be on the call, but I really hope he listens to this later, uh, as well as Anna and Colin. So uh, that's it. Uh, we're recording this. And it's well after 8 o'clock p.m., 8.30, excuse me, p.m. And uh, we are going to, uh, you know, just go on ahead and finish this last piece. So uh, what's been going on for y'all in the area of program creation, you know, what you got out of the original workshop over in uh, Chinatown? What are you present to? What do you remember? What do you like? You know, what's there for you? Um, I have to be honest that I've just been like, um, I've just been doing what I do and I haven't really focused that much on, on my programs. Um, because there seems to be for me something missing and, um, I'm not sure what that is, but I'm glad that we are having this completion call because, um, my intention of this call is that. I get that figured out so that I can move forward with um, um, implementing my program or maybe even offer it to other people as a beta test, but, you know, just get real comfortable with, you know, what I have and see how it works um, in a, in a you know, in a class-like setting. Yeah. Um, so that, for me, is my intention and why I'm on this call right now. All right. Cool. Brother Van? going on with you, bro? Well, uh, like Delnada, I really haven't really implemented much of the program. It's been with me, though, because the experience was pretty profound, uh, meeting all the great people that came down mm-hmm. uh, to participate. But I haven't dismissed it. I just kind of went back into my business as usual sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Good. So um, what yeah. was, what? so my question for you then is what yeah. was so, hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. You uh, you was talking. I didn't tell, I, you was talking. I don't think you could hear me talking. I was asking, about to ask you a question. So, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, my question for you is, you said you was left with, I believe that's the word you used, you was left with, uh, you know, some, some pretty profound experience and, and something. So I'm curious to know what you what do you remember being left with? 
Uh, well, the experience for me was, you know, like everyone that was there kind of got into everybody, everybody's ideals and, and programs, and it made me, it made my core a little stronger as I have a workshop coming up. Um, just, I don't know, just on an energy level, you know, like I hung out a little with Del Nada. I got to experience Colin and Anna, you know, um, and, uh, and Mike and, and, uh, you know, just, just, I don't know how to put it. It's just that, you know, it's not something I forgot, you know, like I know I wrote good notes. I just haven't really pulled those notes out and really been, you know, uh, I haven't really viewed the notes like I maybe should have. I haven't done a daily analysis like you required, um, like was, but there was an exercise we were supposed to do, and I really haven't been doing that. But um, I think about that workshop, that beta test workshop, like every day. You know, like I really, I really, yeah, it really left an imprint, really left an imprint on me. Um, it was a great ex- Hello? Yeah, can Hello? you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you kind of kind of going in and out a little bit, bit there, brother. Um, I don't know. I guess the reception where I'm at is not the best. Um, I hope right. you got. Okay, well, I'm sure my ear. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm just going to. So I got your communication to both of you, and I'm sure that. Um, you know, Colin and uh, Anna and Mike are listening to this. They're thinking pretty much the same thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I got that right. So um, I want you to know that as a person who delivers workshops, uh, I would prefer that you all uh, actually uh, were able to implement it or couldn't resist implementing it rather than just feeling great. And it's really important that y'all feel great about how it went. You know what I mean? <laughs> like really, I'm very happy with that. And I'm saying it for me, not for y'all. Like, like my job would have been to um, make it so that you couldn't resist implementing it. And I know you got life going on. You've got, you know, if you're going to put this together, you're going to have to use, uh, you know, put marketing uh, programs together and, and you know, put build a whole team of support structure to be able to pull off, whether it's a live event, a digital product, or whatever. So I got it, and I'm happy that, you know, this was um, – a uh, emotionally rewarding uh, experience on a number of levels. So, um, and of course, you know, you did get some stuff, and I know you have it. You just you'll remember it when you look at the notes. I'm just saying that one of the intentions of doing a program is that it gets in your bones such that you can't like not have it. You know, you can't not use it. Like the Lama form. You know, you're in the Lama form, and it's kind of like you stuck with it. You know. Um, well, well, you know, well stuck with sorry. the whole thing. You may not be stuck with the whole thing, but you stuck with you know the big part. So anyhow, yeah, what you gonna say? No, no, no. I wanted to say that, um, you know, the usual Van Edwards way of doing things mm-hmm. would be first off, that experience would have happened, and it just would have happened. It would have been a memory, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't even be on this call if it weren't irresistible. This is an irresistible problem. I have to break through my glass ceiling, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I have to break through my box. Mm-hmm. I have 
great information forwarded to me at times and I don't implement it. This, mm-hmm. I don't want you to think for one second that this wasn't important to me. It was. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, really was. And I'm not saying this for you. I'm saying it for me. Yeah. This, was an, this was an excellent, great experience that I went through. And, you know, I do apologize for not taking it to the next level, but I don't want you to think it was because of lack of anything that you did or didn't do, had nothing to do with you. It's just that I tend to procrastinate. I tend to, you know, everything I said in the, in the beta test, you know, I, I tend to have certain qualities that, you know, I'm really trying to break through with. So it's not about you. This is an excellent, excellent program. All right, cool. So I got that. I got that. And I hope you got my communication. Because yeah. Yeah, okay, good. All right, so now I'm going, I'm going to do real quick, and I'm going to review what we went over real quick. Um, you know, I'll try to do some five minutes or so. So, uh, um, you know, the program is to turn you into an awesome program creator who can package your knowledge in ways that generate income. Uh, let me see. Um, how the day went was we talked about um, creating content, formulating content, and then looking at content platforms. Um, one of the things that I would normally do, and I'm not sure I'm ever going to do now, is managing events. Um, you know, I'll take a look at that and see, you know, whether I want to do that or not. But I think I would always do that for people who are um, uh, committed to doing live events. And, you know, I'll talk to them specifically because I can take care of them better than I can, say, somebody is doing a video product. However, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, talk a little bit about that as well. So um, how you create content is to identify what you want to teach, number one. Number two, two, identify everything needed to teach participants fully so that they know what you know as well as you do. That's the attention. It ain't, it's not most likely that's never going to be that way because you got to practice on the court, but you want them to at least be exposed to everything you know to the best of your ability about that thing, right? So, uh, and then uh, put the content in the order it needs to be in order to be most effective. So, you know, when we was writing on the board, everybody had a chance to write on the board and create, you know, their sections and their, um, you know, the, topics inside of each one of the sections, um, you know, like that. So you guys remember doing that, right? Yay. All right, good. I know you did. <laughs> All right. And then I'm the sorry. I, I was I was muted. I'm sorry. I was muted. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. And then, I'm um, muting again. Okay, great. And then the second piece was about formulating the content, and that's actually where we got stopped at. Um so what there was, what there is to do is to optimize each of the distinctions and the conversations for best learning and absorption. That's what this call is going to be about. Then to create the program delivery format, which is, you know, are you going to be doing it on as a video, as a podcast, as a webinar? Where, how are you going to be doing it? Live event like that, and then uh, how do you determine that? Like, how do you determine like what is the best format that uh, well, it depends on on a lot of things. It depends on your strategy, you know, how you want to do your business. You get a chance to say, but you also got to make sure that your audience is uh, interested in that format as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about that a little bit. In fact, we'll talk about that 
Um, if we talk about that more than ten minutes, we're probably gonna make this call go over. But that's fine. You know, I'm not I'm not attached to it being any particular time, even though I said it should be an hour. Uh, if it goes another fifteen minutes, that's fine. I just want to make sure I put that in right this minute. Um, but yeah, you you what'll happen is you just look at that. I want to do it this way, or I feel most comfortable this way. You know, some people have a face for, for radio, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> You're stupid. Some folks, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what they used to say when I was a kid. You got a face for radio. Yeah, like nobody wants to see you, right? And so... Um, uh, That's hilarious. <laughs> I just, I just laughed. <laughs> Who must have said that, right? So, you know, you got all the things, right? You know, you... Um, you know, you got a voice for 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 newspapers, right? You know, don't talk. We don't want to hear your voice, right? So it depends on your your form of delivery style, where you feel most comfortable with, and how you want to reach your audience. You know, people that write books, their books eventually turn into movies, but they start out by writing books, right? So it depends. There's lots of different ways to to do it, and it depends on what your audience is asking for. Number one, part partly, and then partly what you feel most comfortable doing. So. Uh, anyhow, that's the, we'll, we'll look at those things, and then you'll put it in a, um, a manual, which I gave you an outline for. Um, and what I'm going to say here and now is if you want to take the program that you you have and you use my uh, template, because it's pretty short, you know, uh, and you use it, you can send it to me, I'll rearrange it, and then talk to you about it so that, you know, it's like you got it mailed. So you get used to using that document because, one of the things I have recognized over the last couple of weeks is just because you, you know how to write your own programs don't mean you know how to use somebody else's format. It's simple for them, not that simple for you. So mm-hmm. I've you know, seen a couple of different packaged programs that people have sent me, and I'm like, I got to used to being able to, I got to get used to translating their stuff into my language or vice versa, you know, or just speaking their language on paper, right? So um, anyhow, this, I'm just saying that. So, with that, what we're going to do um, is I'm going to re- I'm going to reread this piece um, so that we have the proper context here. Um, the purpose of humanity is to decide and declare, express and experience the next grandest version of the greatest vision ever we held about who we are. That's from uh, Neil Donald Walsh. Uh, author of Conversation with God. Uh, this workshop is created with the intention of supporting those of us who are committed to more than personal development, creating an awesome company, or getting rich with their intellectual property. This program is designed to show you how to be masterful at creating programs and in the process have your clients, participants, and customers be masterful at what you're teaching, training, or coaching them in. In other words, to help you leave people better than you found them and to help you give people back to themselves. I used to be in the personal development industry. I am now in the personal mastery business, and I'm inviting you to join me there. Great. All right, so I'm zooming straight into content content internalization techniques. Do you all have your email in front of you? Because I'd like to... Have you have it in front of you? If you, if you do, if you do. Okay. You said the email? Yeah, I sent the email last night with attachments, like five or six attachments, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't get that. One moment. All right. 
I'm so insulted. Nah. Oh, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm busting on you. There are like five or six attachments in that, you know. Everybody got it. For those of you listening to this while uh, you're not on this call, Mike, Colin, Anna, uh, go get your document, put this on hold. Come on. Back. <laughs> uh, which, document, which document? Content internalization? Yes, content internalization techniques, yes. Okay. You know, my brother, when you uh, got it, you uh, just share. Yeah, I don't know where you sent it. I don't seem to have it. Brother, brother, nature at something. At Rock and Mail. Yeah. Okay. I just did a search on that. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Wrong with him. Let's make him. Let's make him wrong. What, what can you say? Yeah, it won't. It won't matter. I'm dumb busted on you, brother. <laughs> My skin is so thick. You have no clue. Hold on. All right. I want to practice. I haven't made people all in a while. Profit from your knowledge. Okay. Uh, no, that, yes, September 5th. Okay. Yep. Okay, I'm here. All Which right. one are we doing? Attend? No, that's... Content internalization. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, I'm going to go through these, and then I'm going to help y'all with your program create a couple of your conversations um, inside of one of these exercises, in one of these deliveries, uh, this distinction delivery format. So um, let's see here. All right. So here's what we're going to do. So in order for you to figure out what's the best way for you to deliver this, you want to think about which is the best way that people can never forget what's going on. So uh, in order for you to select the best delivery structure for each distinction, answer the following questions for each distinction. So what do you want your audience to get? So I know, uh, Del Nadi, your program is a little bit more, uh, you know, formulated, packaged, and uh, than advanced. So you want to take any of your, um, uh, what do you call it, um, distinctions, and then you know, put it up here. And let's use this as an example, because I will, what I will do is use that one and twist it around every single way that is on this list, so you can get a sense of it. You know? Okay, so what do you call a distinction? Like, I know we were, when we were in class, like, I was getting, like, I was getting a little confused about, like, what, the, what you, what you um, define as a distinction. Because, like, for me, I have, like, seven sections, right? Right. And inside, of each, of, inside of each of those sections, you have different conversations, right? Specific conversations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I call those a distinctions, but you can call them separate conversations if you like. Same difference to me. Okay. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, guys. Be- guys, I'm going to have to come back to uh, the recording because I'm not at home and I'm on my phone with this and it's not allowing me to. Uh, don't, then, then to don't, worry the don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. 
Don't no, don't yeah. don't go nowhere because your contribution is going to add to the quality of this call. So don't if you can't get to your documents, don't worry about it. No, no, I wasn't leaving. I was letting you know that um, oh, okay. I can't see what you guys are talking about, but I will resume. Yes. Colin and Anna and Mike. You so know, let's, have to look so, at later. Okay, so I'm gonna recreate. I'm gonna I'm gonna create what he's asking. So on the form it says. Identify and apply best delivery structure for each distinction. To select the best delivery structure for each distinction, answer the following questions for each distinction. The first question is, what do you want your audience to get from the distinction? So for me, my first, wait, what, what did you say to distinction? So like, well, for, for example, my number one is a mindset. And then, okay, then there's a distinction or section or for mindset, right? So right. I have like A through G, and those are all distinctions. Right. They each go a separate conversation that when they complete, they they have a well-rounded understanding of that section, right? Yes. Right. So each one of those pieces is is that. Is okay. The, it's a separate conversation. Just think about the introduction to the landmark form, right? You guys mm-hmm. know each section has to be delivered a certain way. They they did this. They just did it the way they felt was most necessary. You got some part exercise, some part, you know, so you'll see. You'll see what's all up. Okay. So my first one is being conscious versus unconscious. Okay. So yeah, how, how hmm? yeah. yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So for how me. You, how, yeah, how would you how would you have them get that? I don't know because I just wrote it down like like it's like something that's important, and I guess that's where I'm stuck in how do I deliver these things like Great. you know so, i wrote I wrote them down like these things are important, people need to know is it because some people think that they're conscious because maybe they're successful in their life, you know what I'm saying. They're like, no, I'm great. You know, I'm, you know, everything is going great in my life. I'm successful. I make money. I live where I want to live. Blah 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 blah. That doesn't mean that you're conscious. Okay, so, so great. This is this is awesome. So if you're going to do a program and you have each section, you actually have to define each section. You have to define what being conscious is. Okay. Right, which is interesting. So I, I actually never thought about it like that. So I'm going to add that in. That you know, you, uh, how do you do that? And I suppose um, the third question is going to be, you know, or, or, or uh, how do you define it? Mhm. You know what I mean? So like, how do you, how do you define it in a way that is not, that is that cannot be misunderstood? There you go. Somebody called me something. I don't know. Somebody just say amen for me. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 he, he didn't get that. He, he didn't get that. It's all right. <laughs> but I'm actually muted. So I don't make too much noise. I'm moving some stuff around in here. Uh, all right. I'm just, you know, just saying. Are you being conscious or unconscious at this moment, Van? I don't know. You uh, do know. Uh-huh. No, I don't. Stop playing. I'm unconscious all the time. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Got it. All right, fine, whatever. All right, so yeah. Uh, no, just... yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got to define your your topic. Okay. You know, um, so so for example, landmarks. I'm just going to use them as an example because it's a common language. Us, not like we do mm-hmm. landmark work. I really want to stress that, right? I'm just using it as a common language. If I was talking to Mike, I might bring up the MDI and the Sterling Institute. Anyhow, um, uh, when they def- when they talk about um, enrollment, they define enrollment. Mm-hmm. When they talk about transformation, they define it. It's been a half hour on that board that says transformation and genesis of a new realm of possibility. Mm. Define. Wait. So I'm okay. Define in a way that can. Okay. Yeah, that's a key element. I actually I do it so naturally I don't even think about it. But you actually have to define this the conversation you're about to have so, so everybody's on the same page. Every, otherwise, everybody would have their definition, their version, mm-hmm. interpretation of your conversation. That totally doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You get everybody on the same page. Okay. So you got to define um, – what is that? you you got to define being conscious. So okay. That, that, define it. Um. Then I wanted to ask you: Don't you have a curriculum already? Uh, you you say for the workshops? Yeah. Don't you have a, a curriculum? I thought you did. I I kind of fly blind, believe it or not, and it, and it works. Oh yeah, you, you know, did because say that. you did say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. cause, yeah. Because what tends to happen is um, there's so many topics. There's so many issues, and once you start asking people, what did you come here for today? What made you come? It always brings up a bevy of topics that are even more, that can get, that are really juicy, and you could use those. You know, you have mm-hmm. your own, of course I have, and, I, and you know, I borrowed this from you, and it's, it's my new theme, kill the boy so the man will live. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like, you say that shit, it's like, ha. Huh? You know, that's like that's a Tabasco. You know, that's like Tabasco on a cut tongue, you know, so that one is thick, but you know you don't really have to have any what from what I'm saying, but I like this because maybe I need more structure, you know, to, to, to land my point. Let me define my distinction up front, the conversation I'm about to have, then ask the question, what made you come? You know, or or after. I mean, I, I could figure that out, but now I, I kind of fly blind. Yeah. Maybe that's well, a good thing. It's a bad thing, but it works. Well, if you are doing a program, you want to, you know, right. locked in. If you're doing an event, then it's not necessarily a program. You're not necessarily teaching people. You're reaching out. You're branding yourself. You are creating value without being a teacher or a program leader or whatever. That's a different story. It's almost like you're doing a, a a radio show, like you know, Sean Hannity or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Yeah, um, it's sort of like um, I seem to do better from um, sort of like the shock jock angle. Mm. You know, the questions I I'm asking are in your face questions. They're shocking. 
you know, um, you know, like um, things like uh, libido questions and um, sexual questions uh, okay. that that men are normally not comfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, so yeah, it's it's sort of like that, you know, it's sort of like that. So you're right, it's not like a program, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a uh, food for thought sort of event. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you ever plan on doing any, this conversation is for you. Right. <laughs> so, so um, uh, yeah, so I want you to have this in mind and then, you know, have your stuff in front of you and then get back to me after you listen to it and I'll see what else I can provide because you're going to come up with questions I hadn't thought of yet and like that, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go back to uh, Del Nada now. Mm-hmm. Um, Del Nada? Uh, yeah. Can I, can I get an amen? Can I say amen? <laughs> what did I say? Amen. <laughs> All right, Carl, so let's see. Huh? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's define, um, what do you call it? Um. Conscious, being conscious. Your your definition of conscious. What do you mean by that? Um, when I say conscious, I don't have a thirty minute talk about this because That's consciousness fine. means is aware of my spirit, like aware that it's that my spirit is separate from my mind, and when and and aware when my spirit is speaking and when my mind is speaking and that they're two different, like my spirit is my true self. It's my authentic self. It's my purposeful, loving self. And whereas my mind is like a tape recorder that just keeps having the same disempowering conversations all the time and limiting and keep and and views life from the past. Whereas my spirit and my consciousness live in the present moment and it's present in whatever I uh it's partaking in in that moment. Okay. So you have and, to find in full fulfillment of its purpose. Okay, great. So you're going to have to define it in a way that it communicates consistently over time, and you have to find a way to have them experience that on the court. Find a way to communicate and experience on the court. Yeah, so when I say communicate, it's like um, one of the distinctions that I use, that people use, they don't usually use the language I'm about to say about it, but I'm trying to form a picture in their head that looks the way I want it to look. Okay. Right? So I don't want them having their interpretation of the picture that I'm giving them because otherwise they won't know what I know the way I know it. Mm-hmm. So I need to find a way to make sure that the picture in my head is looking exactly the same in their head. Mm-hmm. At least so close that it's there, they can interpret, you know, they can put their own unique spin on my lyrics and my song. You know what I mean? Mhm. So so um so uh let me see here. Defining the, the the distinction, each conversation, you have to define it so that you can deliver it. And sometimes 
you know, so once you define it, then you have to say to yourself, okay, what's the best way to deliver it? How do I deliver this in a way that they can't get it? That it's, right, in a way that it can't be misunderstood. Yes, can't misunderstood, can't be forgotten, you know, like hard, highly likely not forgotten. Like it's there. It's in there. Like Prego, it's in there, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, with that in mind, now that created the context around it, Here's uh, the different ways you can do this, and I'm going to run through these quickly, and then I'm going to come back and go through it. Where are you? Are you reading from something, or is it something we should yeah, write yeah. down? No, no, you have the document in front of you. I'm just, I'm just reading it. Lecture, exercise, context, right? Contest, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have that in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, why don't you read it? Because I like the way you did that. You, you was the bomb with that. Go ahead. Okay. Lecture. A discussion led by the program leader, teacher, and students Follow along. Speech life. Exercise. An activity that forces students to get the conclusion the exercise was designed for them to get. Contest. A competition intended for students to learn lessons. Demonstration. Showing how something is done. Examination. A form of learning involving some form of physical, hands-on activity that brings up questions that lead to answers and lessons learned. Group, an activity where participants learn through working together. Inquiry, a discussion led by the program leader that through questions leads participants to the lessons the inquiry is intended for them to learn. Prank, a trick played on participants in order to learn the lesson. Skit, a dramatization of a lesson, blind spot, or other hidden blocks to moving forward such that they get the topic as designed. Teamwork. People do exercises in teams in order to learn lessons. Take away, give back. A discussion that removes all opinions, assumptions, or associations students have a have about a topic, then teaches the topic such that they get the topic as designed. Use each format to demonstrate distinction delivery. 60 minutes. Yeah, that's supposed to be a 60-minute conversation. <laughs> okay. Was, I forgot. I, I don't need to put that in on the handout, so thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to read it. It's there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It wasn't supposed to be for you. All right, that's, that's my personal one, man. You know what I'm saying? All right, so now I am going to take your uh, having people conscious, and I'm going to I'm going to do something variation about each one of these. And then I'm going to let you come up with something that's not like what I come up with. Okay? Okay. Okay, great. So if it's a lecture, you know, it's important to be um, uh, conscious. You know, you want to be conscious because the unconscious, you know, you don't even, you miss things and all of this stuff. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln said this and, you know, Moses said that and, Aesop said this in his fable, right? That's a lecture. You guys get that? Okay, good. Do the assignment. Come back next week. That would be a lecture. Exercise. Okay, so um, I want you guys to um, – uh, okay, so here's what's going to happen. Y'all are going to go ahead and – and, and Van is in charge of this, of this team here, and y'all are going to set up this room so that it's, it's ready for dinner. That's what's going to happen. All right, um, 
so um, go ahead and do your thing, and um, you know, and then you know. So, what did you get out of the exercise? That is, you did all of that stuff. What did you get out of that? You know, or exercise could be, you know, we use some of those landmark exercises. This is a common language uh, in the communication. Access the power where they got the, the cup in the cup handle, right? Or you know, in the advanced course, you got Tony. You know, yes, I think you're confused now because I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, so about I think exercise. Yes, go ahead. Okay, cool. So I think you should use a topic that you're familiar with to demonstrate um, these topics. Oh, so you want I to mean, use some of my stuff? Okay. Yeah, use something you're familiar with so that we can get a clear understanding of what they are. We, I mean, okay. I definitely understand a lecture, and I think for me, you know, I tend to be a lecturer. But I would like to step into the realm of exercise. You know, how do we create exercises, contests, demonstrations by by our topic? Like, I have no clue how to do that. Like, I, I'm, my mind doesn't go into, like, some creative place to to come up with something awesome. How do we do that? Okay. So, um. So, so you want me to use one of mine? You want to want something from my my stuff instead? Okay. That's your yeah. Okay. That you're comfortable so, delivering. Okay. So. So what you? So I think this is a part where you need to learn how to coach people on how to do this for themselves. Uh yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, how do I get the how? Like you. So for you, your mind just automatically goes into these places to make. To, to make to come up with these exercises and these demonstrations and stuff like that. My mind doesn't go there. Oh, My mind okay, thinks okay, about okay. lecturing. Okay, 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 okay. So here's, here's, here's what I was trying to do, and I didn't say it, and so it's clear that you didn't get my attention. So my attention is after you read them, I was just going to do some. Like I was going to describe them on the court versus just the reading, and then we were going to do uh, see if we could do what we can do with your exercise, with your stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do first. I'm just going to like do. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out some uh, exercises that I can think of or or whatever in each one of those sections from my past. Uh, at first, I was thinking about I was going to do yours, but I'm like, nah, you should do yours. And then I'm going to do. I'm just going to give you like what that what's possible is, is inside of each one of these pieces, and then we'll work on yours specifically. Okay. 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 Good. <clears throat> So, you know, you know about a lecture you're in college and the professor putting you to sleep or you're, you know, whatever, right? So that's that's one way. <clears throat> so next is doing exercise. Um, let's see. So from, from one of my programs, I've got a program called um, The Anatomy of Dating. And inside of The Anatomy of Dating, uh, we've got an exercise where um, uh, – uh, uh, I have two people come in front of the room, volunteer. Um, a man and a woman, they don't know what they're volunteering for. And so I have one man, the man um, had the women circle up and the man stands in the middle. He has to look each woman in the eye. Without, nobody says anything. He chooses one. Then he comes to the stage with the woman he chose and then the rest of them sit down. And then the woman, she does the same thing. She stands in the middle of a, a you know, circle of men. It's in the program. She looks everybody in the eye. She chooses one. She comes to the front of the stage. Everybody sits down. And then we have a discussion. 
So it's part discussion, part exercise, but the, the discussion is based off the exercise. It's actually a a combination because some exercises or some of these sections are going to need a combination. It is part exercise. It is part um, uh, take away, give back. Because now we're going to start asking questions called, um, and it's part inquiry. So the question is, uh, why did you pick this person? And then ask the person who got picked, why do you think they picked you? And then go through the whole audience and make sure everybody got the questions answered. So it's like an eye-opening thing. It starts out as an exercise and turns into a, um, a takeaway, give back, uh, with an inquiry part of it. And some of the exercises or some of these, these conversations is going to be multiple. So I'm now going to give you one that's just an exercise. So um, uh, in that same program, we have an exercise where we have a whole bunch of pickup lines in a hat. And guys grab a piece of pickup line and go read it to a woman. And then however she reacts to that is what he's supposed to get out of that interaction. And what he's supposed to find out eventually is it doesn't matter what you say, it's how you say it and who you're being when it happens. And most guys don't know that. And me telling them that doesn't make a difference. The woman got to tell them that. And then when the woman does it, they flip it around. So that's just straight exercise. Make sense? Yes. yes. Great. Next is a contest. So a contest um, would be uh, uh, who could um, – who can clean up the room the quickest, this side of the room the quickest? And, um, uh, you know, it would be where, um, let me see, I was, um, uh, this past uh, winter, I did a retreat um, in Pennsylvania uh, with some teenagers. And uh, we had a contest to see who could do um, the best skit. But it was a contest as well as a skit. And so they had to come up with, you know, their, their little rah-rah thing and, and you know, in like a 10-minute span. But, you know, the winner got, you know, some, some food or whatever they got. I forgot what they got. That was a contest. Um, another contest could be, um, you know, a three-legged race. Somebody, you know, we'd be doing that to, to, to get a, uh, a point across somehow to the form. Um, uh, what other kind of contests are there? Um, um, you could do like a, you know a, a, a water balloon contest where you can see how many how much water can you fill up in this thing, uh, and then what happens is you end up learning about teamwork. You think it was about trying to fill up this water, and the real thing is about learning about teamwork. So inside of the contest, somebody wins, somebody loses, but it doesn't really make a difference. But the lesson is the is the opportunity. Does that communicate? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, great. Next is a demonstration. So um, a demonstration is usually going to be where um, uh, the leader will actually do the thing he's saying he's going to do. So let me think of a demonstration that I've done. Um, there is a distinction in, the, in uh, my men's organization. It's called a, um, a gizmo. No, forget about the gizmo. It's called a CPR which is called Conscious Purpose Results. It is a way to focus um, yourself to be 100%, you know, in mindset and your way of being in, in, uh, in whatever activity you plan on doing. So I would actually go through the whole process on the board saying here's what, here's what a um, CPR is. 
you got to do the results first. Second, you find a purpose that's that the common denominator of those results, and then the context is who you need to be in order to produce that result, which is your purpose. And so I would demonstrate what that would look like, and then people would have questions about it. But I did it. If I was coaching somebody in basketball, I would shoot free throws and demonstrate how to, you know, have my arm go like that, and that would be a demonstration. That communicate. Yes. Sam? Yeah, I said yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. I said it at the same time, I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I said yes. Yeah. All right, great. So an examination. An examination would be something that looks like, uh, um, you know how they, uh, in, in science, they do frog autopsies, right? You stand in there and people are like, ooh, but they're looking at this frog because you're looking at the internal organs of the frog. That would be an examination. Uh, an examination would be, uh, you know, to go to, let's say, it would be on a trip, but it would be like go to the Museum of Natural History or the Planetarium, and you look around there, and that's part of your training is, to, you know, you're doing an examination. Yes, a tour is done in a group, but the purpose is for you to examine something, usually something physical, hands-on activity. Does that communicate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Next, group activity. A group activity would be something that would resemble a mastermind group. Um, I remember that um, when I first did the Millionaire Mind Intensive, and, uh, um, uh, you know, never mind, forget about them. He said do my own, right? So uh, I, in my anatomy of dating, we've got an exercise where uh, each individual would go up to the front of the room. they got like 20 seconds to stand in front of the room and whatever they look, right? Uh, so all the men go at one at a time, and the women are writing down what they like about that man. And then um, and then the women will do the same, and each man writes what they like about their woman. And then the men and the women will go together separately, I should say. The men on one room or side, the women on the other room or side, and they'll operate as a group and identify what um, they like best about Joe, about John, about Barry, about Harry. Right, And so when they came back together, uh, the exercise was over, then what they would do is they would say uh, there would be a female who is, you know, a lady that's uh, going to be uh, uh, speaking on behalf of all the ladies. Say, Barry, this is what we think about you. Harry, this is what we think about you. And it's all about that, right? But they had to do it in a group format because it's actually designed to be net, uh, 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 market research for the person who, you know, market research for each individual person in the room. So the group, the group is helping the group uh, as a, as a group, and they're helping everybody individually as a group. Does that communicate? You're working together on that. Yes. Donata. Yes. Okay. Good. Very great. An inquiry. Um, an inquiry is um, where. Let me see. What do I have as an inquiry? So when I talked about you know the people inside of the circle who, you know, looked around and didn't say nothing, but they picked, you know, somebody, a member of the opposite sex, and they came up and talked. That, that first part was the exercise part. The second part is the inquiry. So the inquiry is to ask questions that people never thought of before that would actually have them come up with new conclusions, new insights like that. Um, so, you know, once I would ask why did you pick her or him, and then why do you think he or she picked you, then I start asking questions. This is when the inquiry gets really intense. And so uh, who, why didn't you pick those two ladies over there? Because they kind of resemble this one here. Why didn't you pick her instead of them? 
Okay, and then why? Who wanted to get picked? And how? why do you think you didn't get picked? And so I go deep all the way in so that everybody recognizes what it's like to be on and, and be in all those possible locations, possible, you know, places inside of the, uh, uh, the, the dating world when it comes to looking for somebody to, to date or be attracted to. They, it's, a, it's, a, it's a series of questions that make people say, oh, my God, I never even thought of that. <clears throat> and that's what an inquiry is. Does that communicate? Yes. Sure. But sure. how do we come up with this stuff? I'm going to help you um, once I finish the last three or four. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got it. I want you to have it, and then we'll see. Because you only need to do – your program only needs to have one of these things per um, per conversation. And you can do all lecture. You can do all lecture. But, you know, you might not want to just do all lecture. So it's up to you, right, because you want to make sure it sticks. So a prank. Oh, I love pranks. Oh, my God. Uh, a prank is a trick, really, for all intents and purposes. So um, let me see a good prank. Um, I got some. I got a couple in my mind, but uh, um. You ever plan on doing uh, uh, Van? You ever plan on doing uh, uh, joining MDI or ever doing a Sterling Men's Weekend? Any any intentions at all down the road? Oh, of course, I have to do it. It's part of. It's. I wouldn't even say it's on my bucket list because bucket list tends to conjure up feelings of you know. Oh yeah, like, you know what I can't. I, I do this. Yeah, before I die, it's like I got to do this as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's important that I do do the uh, Sterling's Men Weekend. Yeah, and I re- and then I realized Mike Mike is on the, is going to be listening to this. I can't tell. I can't tell that one. Oh, uh, okay. and, Leg- and Legacy Discovery. After you do MDI, you, you know, after you do a Sterling Men's Weekend, it's for me. Legacy Discovery. It's got my favorite prank. My favorite prank. I love it. I was going. I can't spoil it for you because you'll do the workshop. You'll be like, Oh yeah, Tony, tell me about this. I can't give you that one. My favorite prank of all time. Anyhow, um. Let's see here. Let me think of a a, a great prank. Um, <clears throat> oh, so um, I remember I talked about the exercise where you know people got to set up the room for dinner. You know, you know, I mentioned that earlier, right? Like you know you have the group and the yeah. exercise that people put in for, right? So you choose yeah. a leader, you choose a leader, and then you take that leader and you put that leader in another room where he can't see nothing, and he still needs to be able to lead that group. And no matter what, right. no matter what, the people are giving them a hard time. They're supposed to be managing the event, managing the exercise, and so you know the person that's supposed to be the leader, he can't see what's even going on. So he's giving instructions. He has no idea whether the instructions are going on or not. And what he's got to deal with is whether or not um, uh, there's um, what do you call it? Um, and, and you know what's his what's his relationship to like not being able to be in control of stuff. How does it feel like to be a micromanager who can't micromanage stuff like that? Um, right. Another prank Another prank would be, you know, to have people, like, uh, set up the chairs perfectly in the room, but there's no such thing as perfection, but they don't know it until they tried it. Right. And then they realize, you know, that, that you can always get the chair straighter, but it's like you, it's uh, excellence, not perfection, you know, like, like an inquiry like that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other pranks. 
there was a prank that I loved also on um, on uh, the YouTube. Have you ever saw the the the, uh, the YouTube videos about a minute and a half long, where these this uh, these people uh, there's people three or four people in white shirts, three or four people in dark shirts, and they were passing the ball, and they said, "Hey, listen, you know, count how many times the team in the white shirts passes the ball." Y'all ever saw that video? No. So they do this video, and they say, you know, if you counted 13 times, you were right. But did you see the the the, the, bounce, the dancing gorilla that was dancing through the, through the crowd? And then all oh, of a I've sudden, seen that. I've seen uh, that, yeah. That's a prank. <laughs> because yeah. it's letting you know you can't – you didn't even notice this thing, even though you if you count the balls, there's no way you can see right. the gorilla if he wasn't conscious of the gorilla there. That was a prank, classic prank. Uh, I got pranks, but I'm like, I can't really tell you the ones that I got. So, um, <laughs> um, anyhow, so does that clear to you, uh, matter? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, a skit. Uh, a skit is designed to, um, you know, role play in front of a room. But you actually, so what happens is the, the person who's doing a skit or the team that's doing a skit, they have to learn how to put the skit together and what they want to communicate, and then the people who are watching the skit get a chance to learn. So um, I remember, um, where did I do a skit at? I was leading an introduction to the communication course a few years ago, and the TMLP decided they wanted to do a skit. And it was actually a really good skit. It was about coming from being in an old model and a new model. And it contributed to us doing 100% registration in that event. It was awesome. <laughs> so, um, but they did a skit that was, um, you know, off the chart, uh, made everybody laugh. Um, then I was able to follow behind, and I was like, dang, I don't know if I want to come behind it. But I did anyhow, and like I said, it was 100% registration. It was freaking awesome. Uh, one of the best introductions I ever led. Um, but also, I'm thinking about another um, skit. Oh, uh, there's one program I did where we had to do uh, uh, the biggest mistake you've ever made. Um, and, you know, so you not only could tell the skit, you not only could tell the story, but you also had to, like, kind of role play it out because was, it, was, it was designed to teach people, one, about, you know, your mistakes, but also, two, the, to have us laughing our asses off. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, the, the dumbest thing I ever did. Uh, that was a hilarious uh, skit. It was like one person skits. So, um, but but um, so skit. That's pretty clear. Skit. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, you're saying that um, within the context of your program, like whether it's a lecture or a um, like what I do is more like a like I said, cheap line. I should have skits. To sort no, of you, like, uh, no, you could have skits. You should not should have skits. You right. consider, consider using a skit if you think that might be the best way to deliver your message. Yeah, definitely. I do that anyway. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. You're great. Um, yeah, all right. And then, um, and then teamwork. Um, this is where um, it's not so much a contest. So... Uh, I created this this this, this uh, exercise that involves teamwork, where people get a chance to uh, they get 15 minutes 
to write a essay. They have four options to write an essay. And then um, they choose one essay, but they have to write it as if it's coming from one voice instead of having the four or five people's different opinions on it. And so they need to figure out how to uh, – they need to choose a title and then create a, um, a, a, a essay or one-pager um, that sounds like it's coming from one person, and then they get a chance to read it. And then they get a chance to see what it was like working with each other, uh, what it was like uh, – who dropped off? Oh, Who's still here? I'm here. Oh, so Van dropped off. Got it. This is only being here now. Um, so, yeah, so um, the, once they did the exercise together, spent 15 minutes creating uh, these, uh, uh, the essay, then we got a chance to see what it was like for them being on a team, what roles that they normally play, what's their relationship to teamwork and all of that stuff. Half the time, they wouldn't know what they was doing. They wouldn't know what their relation was because I was watching them, and then I told them after the fact, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know. They were unconscious, and they're just doing their natural habit and doing, uh, um, doing uh, what they do when they're on a team, whether they're a leader, a hider-outer, a complainer, a controller, all of that stuff. But they get to do it inside of teamwork. Um, it's not quite a prank, but it's got prank-like qualities because when they find out later, oh, that's not what we were trying to do? No, that wasn't what we were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really more like teamwork exercise. Does that communicate? Or not really? You must be on mute. No, I'm not on mute. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear you. Did that, did that, oh. did that, did that communicate or did you something? Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, you're good. Okay, great, great, great. great. So uh, take away. You still have not told me. You like so in our class, you went over this and you explained these things, but you didn't. My, you're not answering my question. But I will in a How, minute. I, okay. Yeah, I will. I will. I just want to make sure that all of these were clear because once we start doing on yours, I don't know which one of these you're going to want to use. We're going to find that out together. Okay. So I don't know which one you're going to use. Okay. So um, take away, give back. This is where, you know, oh, here it comes. Well, 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 welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. All right, what happened? Your battery ran out or something? What's up? I don't know. It just dropped off, so I came back in. All right, good. All right, Hi, good. man. Oh. Got my bands hey. on. They look like sneakers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I, I, I describe take away, give back. I don't use that much, but I like it. But I, I, I described it when I uh, talked about um, uh, the what's going on in um, – oh, um, one is take away, give back as part, of the, as part of the exercise of doing the name, uh, the, the pickup artist stuff, also doing – the uh, the inquiry called uh, why did they pick you why did you pick them so that's that's a real cause they got to take away everything they think they know about dating and prospecting because that's really what it is about finding somebody to date so they got to get all of that out of the way because I could tell them what to do but as long as they got all of these experiences and other stuff in the way they won't really know they won't really get it because it'll be mixed in with their other stuff so you want them to get your idea clean pure as possible. 
before you start giving them, you know, your stuff, you want them to have everything out of their way. So, you know, the biggest example, the one I actually learned this from is um, uh, the communication access to power. On, Monday, on Saturdays, they take away, they give you the old model, they take away everything that doesn't work around relations. And you're like, well, what the hell is the relationship? And then you come on Sunday and you get it. They take a whole two days to do the takeaway to give back. But you can do that in shorter exercises. And usually you'll end up doing it as a part of something else. But um, so those are that. So now, getting back to you, Delnada, let's pick something that you got. Well, let's pick two or three. Because, you know, it's just me and you on the, uh, that's going to be doing this part, right? So mm-hmm. how, how about if you, you know, let's start with one. Choose one. Topic. I already chose one, being conscious versus unconscious. Okay, great. So now the question is, uh, how do you find conscious, which you did? You want them to get that. So what do you think, given everything that I just said, would be, would be the best way to deliver to have them understand consciousness, like, without having to ask any questions about it anymore? Um, an exercise to make okay. them aware of their consciousness. Okay, so let's talk about an exercise. What kind of exercise? What do you have in mind? I mean, let's, you know, I, you don't I don't know. When, uh, uh, I think the first time I became aware of my consciousness was, like, during meditation. But meditation... Meditation, one of my things. I'm looking to see. Yeah, like first time I became aware of my consciousness, I either did a, I feel like it was a meditation or I did yoga or something, and I was like, what the, what was that? So I still, it was an exercise, and um, I think it was a meditation. I feel like it was. But it's like either a meditation before the yoga or after the yoga or something like that. Okay. Well, that's one way of doing it, exercise, and then doing meditation and then getting people to talk about what they got out of meditation, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, you can do a guided meditation where you're talking to them and they are, um, you know, supposedly following your instructions, right? You could also mm-hmm. do that, right? You know, another thing you could do is you could ask them what's it like when they're fully conscious and what's, and, and what's it like when they're not. And, and you know, a way to do that would be, okay, in what areas do you do something that you're so automatic you can't, you don't even notice that you're doing it, like driving to work or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Right? And, fi- and then when, when were the times when you were most conscious? And, and, you know, what was that like for you when you were? And have that be an inquiry. Because that's what that could be. And you can actually do an inquiry before you go to doing the meditation because one of the things you want to do is you want to be able to define the conversation that you're having, right? Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you were going to, you know, talk about conscious versus unconscious, then, you know, you want to define that and then let people see it for themselves. So you doing an exercise makes sense. The question is, you know, do you want to do an exercise? Do you want to do an inquiry? Do you want to do a couple of things? And and so here's on the court experiences how it's going to occur to you. You're not going to think, should I do a contest or should I do an inquiry? No. What you're going to do is you're just going to think about how 
you could see it being communicated in a way they can't misunderstand and they can't forget. And so okay. you'll, just put, you'll just put stuff together. You'll just, like, do stuff. Um, we were like, let me try this. Um, I was, um, y'all both missed the uh, the picnic, uh, the gathering at Prospect Park a couple of weeks ago, right? I was there in spirit. That's, that's important. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we had an exercise that actually turned into a prank. And so we was tossing the ball around, and we were supposed to toss it to the same to the uh, to a, one particular person and catch it from another particular person. And it took us a while to be able to go through it a bunch of times. So at one point we was tossing five balls around, and as soon as the ball dropped, you had to, you had to start all over again. Somebody dropped the ball anywhere, you had to start all over again. We actually went through my group actually went through the ball, tossed the five balls around at least once without dropping it. It was amazing, right? So then the next level is, <laughs> um, and they was asking questions about, you know, what did you get out of that? What's going on? How could you make this better? So it was, even though it was it was fun, it was also like, you know, um, um, lessons to have people see how conscious they were, among other things, which is why I'm bringing this up. And then they pulled a prank, and what they did was they started throwing dolls, a dog bone, a mop, the, the bottom of a mop, like, like cabbage, they was throwing crazy stuff. I was like, I cannot believe you guys are throwing this stuff, man. And so there was a, it was a prank. They was messing around, and then they did uh, what the heck else did they did? They also did um, uh, what the hell was that? Um, um, uh, musical chairs, you know, and they'd get people to say, see, you know, how intentional they were and stuff like that. So it was an inquiry, but um, you know, like doing things to make people notice that they're not conscious is better than, hey, let's talk about whether you're conscious or not. Doing things to help them notice that they're not conscious is they can't – see, people think they already know stuff. So when you you talk to them about what you want to do, what they're left with is, oh, yeah, I know that already. So you have to prove to them it's in the in the area of being having somebody be conscious. That's a tricky one. It's not like here's how you type. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like they have to actually know what unconscious looks like, and they think that they're conscious because you know you see everything you can see. <laughs> you just don't know what you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Um, you know, doing an exercise where they don't know what they're doing, but they don't know that they don't know until they start doing it, is a good way for them to see when they're being unconscious so that they can actually be, be present to it. You know, another thing, I'll, I'll give you, you know, another example, because I want to help you to start seeing how you can do this yourself. Because I'm talking, but I'm, I'm trying to see what I can say that's going to hook you enough for you to say, oh, i got a couple of ideas. That's what I'm waiting for, right? So, um, bag. So in the communication access to power, they got a pretty good exercise. It's like this, where they say, "Okay, just perfectly describe everything in the room." You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, they talk about you know, the you know, you start describing the walls, the the the, the, the stage where you're at. You know, how many people approximately is in the room. And then they stop you, no, no, you, how many exactly, how many people are in this room? And how many people was in here three minutes ago, right? 
uh, and then, you know, what color is the carpet really? What kind of fabric did they use in the carpet and stuff like that? So people start seeing how much they're really not paying attention to. Right? So that's that's the it's, – it's an inquiry, but it's kind of like a takeaway, give back kind of thing. It's, but it's a, it's a exercise. I don't know what you would call it. Maybe you call it exercise. I don't know what you would call it. Here's what I know. That's when people realize that they don't, they're not paying as much attention as they think they're paying attention to. And if I'm going to do an exercise around having people be conscious, I'm going to be doing something so they can catch themselves being asleep, or I could bust them being asleep. Because it's not, are you conscious? It's, did you notice that you're not? Hmm. I get that. Yeah, it's about them noticing when they're not conscious. So if you wanted me and Van to realize how unconscious we are, what would you say or do? Hmm. That's why the question, how do I do it? How do you do it? Is, you know, you got to define it, right? So when you define it, it'll tell you what your, how to deliver your outcome to some degree. Uh, I want people to understand the difference between conscious and unconscious. Well, what's conscious? Well, it's when you're awake. How do you make sure people know when they're awake? It sounds they would have like, to know when they're asleep. Right. <laughs> now we're starting to get somewhere. Got it. See, when you know what you want to deliver, it's easier to deliver it. I'm always saying how, oh, like, so what's starting to come to me is for people to tell me, what is their routine when they wake up in the morning? Okay. What do they do? What What do you do? When, what is the, what, do you, what What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Okay. Great. Dan, what do you, What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Um. Normally, I pray first. And, you know, mm-hmm. thank thank the higher power for everything I have. I, you know, well, I pray. I pray for a lot of different things. My kids. I even pray for my exes. I pray for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, I'm supposed to be meditating, but that sometimes doesn't happen a lot. So I'll just go and start my day as far as, like, shaving, shit shower and shaving, you know, and, you know, getting my day together, getting my clothes together, and, you know, basically going to work. Um, and... Making, so what time yeah. do you get up? Normally it's like 5.30 every morning pretty much. Even when I'm not working, I tend to just wake up at 5.30 anyway. So it's usually like 5.30 in the morning. So you wake up at 5.30, and then what do you do at 5.30 when you first wake up? I slowly, I take my time, and I, as I become conscious, it's funny you mention that, I've kind of programmed myself to take my time and get up slowly, just open my eyes and be grateful for for awakening. And then I'll, I'll you know, get up, go on my knees and pray. And like I said, and then from there, 
I'm supposed to be meditating and exercising, but a lot of times, unfortunately, I don't do that. I'll just go straight to the bathroom and get my day started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, so you take a shower, you brush your teeth, wash your face? Sometimes. What, no, if, what, no, if, what no. if that no. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, I do. I, I'll take a shower, you know. Um, Tell me your routine when you go to the bathroom. You really want to know that? Uh, okay. All right, all right now. You know, figure, we're trying. I'm trying to figure something out here. No, I mean, uh, um, it depends. I'm, I'm not going to go into what I do because, you know, I, this is being recorded, but we can have a private conversation about that. <laughs> you know, No, but it all depends on who's here with me. You know, if I have a... If I have a uh, a friend over, you know, and things will happen before because that's the best time. Anyway, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh my hey, god! Too late now. Uh, he asked for it. I mean, I didn't want so, to go so, there, but no, no. Let me help. Let me, I, my, let me help it out. Let me help. Let me help yeah. out with. Let me help out with this. So, um, you know, doing what you're doing, um, uh, Delnada, I I've actually had that in one of, in my anatomy of dating as well. It's actually. The first exercise. It's funny. It's the first. It's the first exercise once we get started. And so what I do is I have, I ask for a man and a woman who prepares insanely. Who's like over prepares. They're like paranoid about preparing to go out on a date. And then I also have a couple, a man and a woman, who volunteers, who have, who don't hardly do anything. They don't think about preparing. They just kind of go out, right? And so I let them share what um, they do. I'll listen to it. I'll ask them a little questions to get some more clarity so everybody else in the room can hear it. And then after they do all of that, then I, then I walk them through uh, what I call, you know, the nine steps to dating. And so I give them, you know, what happens when you're doing this piece, what happens when you're doing that piece. So I've already mapped out what a fully conscious person doing dating is going to be doing. But I know that they're not going to think of it all because, heck, they never thought of it all before this time, and I'm prepared and they're not. So I get a chance to let them know how much they're, pay, how much they're missing and um, they're not paying attention to when they're dating. So what you can do if you want to have them um, ask them those kind of questions, one of the things you can do is you already have what it looks like to go through an entire day. Let's say you're an employee or you're running your business. So you'll talk about it. You got to drive to work. You got to go to the bathroom, prepare yourself. You know, when you get to work, you've got yada 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 to do. When you get off of work, you got bills to pay. You got to meet up. Like you can map out a whole day, and then let people see where to get where they where are they conscious at, or where are they not. You know, who's a procrastinator? You know, who's late all the time? You know, who has a hard time? You know, trying not to feel like they're being blamed for stuff and start going there, how many people get triggered throughout the day? And so, like, if you have a list of different things that happen to people that either has them be unconscious or is the impact of not being conscious, then you can roll that out of the conversation before you do meditation or do the next thing. Because you're highlighting, oh, you think you've been conscious, but (laughs) the question is, when are you actually conscious? Not you know, how often are you unconscious? Like, we're mostly unconscious, and then once in a while we wake up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think I read That's exactly somewhere. right. Yeah, I think I read somewhere where human beings have about fifty to 60,000 thoughts a day, 
and only about 200 of them are original thoughts. Yeah, it's true. That's why when Delnada asked me earlier, are you conscious or unconscious, I, I did say I'm mainly unconscious because mm-hmm. I am. And, you know, I have to remind myself a lot of times to be present. You know, I mean, I would be present if there was a tiger in the room chasing me. Yeah, you're present as a mother, as a mother then. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but a lot of times we're just going through life. You know, we're just, it's a routine. It's just a routine. Well, I've been I've been called Tony the Tiger in my life, so just be happy I ain't there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, good thing. Um, so, what are you getting out of this conversation, though, Donata? Uh, uh, well, I got I got the. You got what? Hold on, I don't know. I mean, I'm. It's, well, let me ask the question differently. What are you getting about the, a way that you can create your exercise now? Oh, are you, are you, are you still? Yeah, in the because. Same place? Yeah, I'm just still kind of. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Um. Um, I think when you said pointing out when they're not being a certain way, it's better than trying to get them to be a certain way. That mm-hmm. really um, resonated with me. Um, mm-hmm. Because the human mind has everyone thinking they know everything. Right. And it's like, no, you really don't know-ish because you're on repeat every day. Right. Especially people that don't do a whole lot of personal development work, they think they're conscious. They think they know everything already. That's why some of you go to Landmark and they get empty of meetings on Sunday afternoon, right? <laughs> because before mm-hmm. until then, up until then, oh, I got this meeting. I know what that means. You know, they got the interpretation and they're sticking with it, you know? So, you know, the, the, the opportunity is to figure out how to uncover that and so that they can't pretend that they are anymore. They can't even lie to themselves. Never mind lie to you. So in their in their minds, I don't even think they're lying. I think they just no, really believe. Yeah, yeah, they're delusional and they don't know it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, okay. I've had that conversation so many times with quote unquote conscious people. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be really heavy in the conscious community uh-huh. <laughs> and it just got to the point where you can't you cannot contradict them you know I'm speaking collectively obviously mm-hmm. many of them in the community you can't have a difference of opinion mm-hmm. you know a lot of the guys are conscious because it it, it, it it tends to it tends to draw women in to be a conscious man you know mm-hmm. and and they're using it for for things that are not that are not fit for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't be a part of it anymore. It was just it was disgusting. Got it. You're right. You're right about that. So, Donata, uh, mm-hmm. what are you thinking about about an exercise here? Because you should, you should at least get an exercise out of this conversation. Else, you know? Um, Well, I think getting an exercise out of the conversation, but it, I think it helped me... 
to think about it from a different perspective. Okay, great. All right, so then let's move on to the next one. Come up with another one. Maybe the next one will be easy. Um, the next one is okay. Everyone be like, oh, or uh, people say always saying, oh, so this is under my next one. What you need to know about food, right? So people be like um, saying shit like. Oh, GMOs, we've been doing GMOs. We've been genetically modifying food forever. So what's the what's the conversation that you wanted to have here? What's the distinction you're trying does, to make? Does, does, does GMO, does eating genetically modified food matter? Okay. Okay, keep going. All right, so people, there's this, there's this myth that Genetically modifying is the same thing as um, what we've been, what farmers have been doing, which is um, my brain just went. Um, uh, dang it! I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway, let me see. Um, Cross-pollinating, yes, cross-pollination. So cross-pollinating is not the same as genetically modifying because when they cross-pollinate, they just take the male the male um, pollen and put it with another female pollen of the same species or very similar species of plant, and they cross-pollinate, and you got cross-pollination. But with genetically modifying food, they're taking, like, an orange and then taking a gene from a spider and then mm-hmm. and putting that in a in a, a, a orange uh, DNA so that when and not particularly orange let's say it's corn um, and they are saying okay if we put this gene from this spider a totally different species nothing no it's not even a plant if we put this um, this gene in here then um, this this corn is not going to get this certain type of disease that corn's been getting because um, we are really depleting the soil too fast and not flipping the soil and doing the appropriate things to make the, the, the soil keep reproducing. So instead of doing and farming the right way, they came up with genetically modifying the food. So people think that that doesn't matter. So what, what section is this conversation under? You've got seven sections, right? I had, this is section number two, what you need to know about food. Okay, got it. That's what I'm trying to figure out because uh, um, genetically modified foods is a specific thing. I'm trying to figure out inside of the context of this whole conversation. So what do you need to know about food? Okay, great. So, uh, so this, is, this, is this about the difference between healthy and not healthy? Is it? I mean, I know it's I know it's about genetically modified foods, but what about genetically modified foods? And well, I know some people think that it doesn't matter. Like, 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 oh, it doesn't matter if I eat genetically modified foods or not. Like, it's all food. It doesn't matter if it's genetically modified or not. What I'm gonna just buy it and eat it, and I don't really care about whether it's genetically modified. Nor do I even care if it has to be labeled. 
And as long as it's cheap, I'm going to get it. I'm going to buy it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So now how are you going to get people to have this? Because it sounds like, just, you know, so I could be, you know, straight about it, it sounds like this is an informational conversation. Like, I don't know how you okay. deliver this. I don't know how you, so I, so how do you want to deliver this? Like, how do you want people to get that don't mess with GMOs because it ain't what, it ain't as good as you think? Like, what, how do you, what's your idea about how to say it other than a lecture? Is that, and, and is a lecture the best way? So let me, put it, let me put it to you slightly different. We talked about, um, we talked about, you know, conscious, unconscious. And how, mm-hmm. do you get to be, how do you get people to be conscious? They got to catch themselves not being conscious, right? Yeah. How do you, so how do you get people to be, um, how do you get people to be present to the impact of GMOs? Um. Hmm. I I could answer that. Let me hear it. Um. Everybody can relate to the fact that um <clears throat> somebody that they know and loved very dearly probably succumbed to some sort of a disease or ailment. Or so you always got to hit somebody with. You always got to hit somebody home, at home. Um, somebody, somebody that you know, or somebody that you dearly love, has succumbed to diabetes, has succumbed to cancer, Alzheimer's, you name it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody that you deeply love. I'm not talking about somebody you read about or heard about. I'm not talking about Wayne Dyer. I'm talking about somebody in your family, in your circle that succumb to something, some sort of a disease or ailment. Mm-hmm. Now, my, te- my teachings say that most of that has a lot to do with uh, the foods that we're ingesting, the frankenfoods. You know, the body doesn't know how to process these things, and it ends up becoming, uh, it ends up uh, uh, manifesting into something else known as disease. And, of course, those of us that go to the doctor and then, you know, the doctor says, oh, you have this, and, you know, you start admitting you have it, and then you have it, and then it's just downhill. Um, if, you can get, if you can get people to relate to that, that whole conversation, maybe they lost their mother to cancer. If you can get them to see that chances are it was something the way she ate, and her lifestyle. It's not just food. It's a combination. It's also uh, environment, lifestyle, stressors, you know, a lot of different things. But it definitely has a lot to do with what we're, what we're eating. If you can get them on that, on that whole conversation and, and conjure up emotions, you got them. That's what I do with, with the men I talk to. I always talk about stuff they've gone through, stuff they're experiencing. You get someone's attention by what they can relate to, you know. I just, in this case, since we're talking about health and food and prevention, if you're not telling them something that they can relate to, you're preaching to them, and people don't really like that. 
So what are you getting but, out of this, um, Donato? Um, you know what? I'm always trying to find, like, I'm always trying to speak so positive. It's hard for me to, uh, like, I don't always go to that. Like, I'm always just wanting to speak and deliver things in a positive light. But I'm just getting present to how important it is is to, to, this is not about me. This is about how I can reach people where they are and understand where they are. Right. And have a clear understanding about where they are and what the and the whole world of what it's like for people. Right. And that's the question that's the answer to the question, how do you do how do you get them to know what you know the way you know it? Right? Yeah. So, you know, what you could do, you know, I'll give you some some ideas that you could do. You can get some GMO food that you know a GMO, have it there, have at least some empty boxes so that people can see the ingredients. And then they can look up the ingredients on Google or in the dictionary and then see what those ingredients do on their own, for example. I mean, you know, you could you could do that as a as an experiment on your lunch break. Look up, you know, all the look up all of the uh, words on um you know, on on the side, on the ingredients label of, of, of the packages of foods that I've given you all. Everybody get a different one. So they could be like, oh, crap. That's one way you could do it when you can come back and have a conversation about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that's props. You use props. That's an exercise. That's this demonstration kind of exercise. Well, it's an exercise. It's not a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way you can do it. How else could you do it? That's actually pretty good. I kind of like that one. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> I'm like, actually, that's pretty awesome. But that would not be necessarily genetically modified because genetically modified stuff is normally in the form of like plants. So it's like right now they're just they just have like soy and corn and uh, what else are they genetically modifying meat? Which is why there's a uh, so this this new this celiac disease has developed because people are eating genetically modified meat and and this disease has developed from that. Um, and there's a couple other products that you see in in mainstream and that's in everything that it's almost like if you're buying process any processed foods, processed mm-hmm. meaning that it's packaged and it's not in your fruit your fresh fruit and vegetable aisle that um, if you buy any processed food, nine times out of ten, there's ingredients in there that you cannot pronounce. You don't know what it is because it's a scientific experiment. It's a science experiment, and, you know, and we're the freaking test dummies if you eat so, that shit. So what it seems like to me, for you to have this conversation, this is a information-rich conversation. So you're going to have to have that data, whether it's, um, how do I call it, uh, you know, uh, PowerPoint presentation, you know, handouts. You're going to have to have legitimate information that's, like, accredited, whether it's university, medical, or, you know, governmental or something. You're going to have to have some information there that is above, above and beyond reproach, approach, so it's not your opinion. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Because you're giving them an education, 
but you're not the one creating the genetically modified foods, and, you know, you're not a farmer yet, so, like, you know, having, being able to get them to get what you have, what you're saying, you need to have clean, you know, fact-driven information uh, to back up however you want to deliver it because, you know, you want them, and then you're, what I'm also hearing in this case is an opportunity to train people to look for this kind of stuff. Like, they got to have the mindset where they are actually want to inspect. They don't trust, they inspect. You know, they trust but verify, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's a, that's a thing that you could put in there as a way for them to know how to determine whether they're dealing with GMO foods or not. Because you telling them that and they don't do anything else and new stuff comes up, now they're not prepared because they just, they, you know, they're stuck in the past, right? There's the handwriting on the wall. They don't even recognize what's happening. Things become obsolete before we even know it's being obsolete. So if you don't keep your eyes and ears open, you get caught, you know, from the trap. So is that communicating? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yep. yep. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, so you, you have a, a conversation about it. You know, you might have a video or something because I don't know how long that conversation is going to last. You also have to see how it's going to last. Well, I had this idea that I was going to like start a meetup and then start these educational, um, these educational conversations and and give handouts to people so that they can. And let them be one hour, mm-hmm. and um, and during that process, you know, talk to them about. I'm always, you know, like all of my conversations are leading toward inspiring, and you know, it well inspiring means that it literally caused a shift in people to start, you know, changing their lives and doing something different. So, to so all of my conversations and the purpose of my meetup would be to provide people with information and um um which is a live talk but also to you know inspire like living holistic like getting rid of all these chemicals in in their environment ingesting them um their food all the products the lotions and all this stuff because you're constantly putting these things all these chemicals and all this stuff in and on your body, you can't. We can't help but to develop. Your body can't help but to de- develop disease. So, yep, yep. So, and then offer them, um, and then offer them solutions. Like, uh, I met this woman that I'm having a conversation with about uh, her products. You know, like she she made like holistic products. I don't make products, but she like I use her products and uh, so like repackaging already stuff that people are already making and offer you know these holistic to like what you don't have you don't need fluoride in your toothpaste so you don't need you know you can use oils on your skin you don't need lotion and right. if so, you use lotion. You know, like you can do everything holistic and natural and plant based. Okay, mm-hmm. so in the case of this, what you had to look at is, okay, how do I deliver this best? What's the best way for me to deliver this, right? Mhm. 
And so the first way was to get people to see that they're unconscious so you could teach them about consciousness because they got to know what they're not before they can know what they are, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In this case, it's more like you got to have facts, factual information that's, you know, uh, based and then, and then be able to uh, show them maybe you maybe have medical information. So now this is it's, um, it's, it's part lecture, part, in, part um, inquiry, part demonstration is what you're describing here. And like it's got elements of all three, if you, if you can hear that. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you know, one of the things I want you to get is that when you're creating an exercise or when you're creating a piece, it doesn't matter. You don't have to look at that list and say, oh, I'm going to pick a contest. What you do is you say, okay, how do I get through to them? What's going to be the best way to get through to them? In one case is to wake them up by show them how asleep they are. In another case is to pull them a prank so they can actually wake the hell up. Another one could be let them try it out on themselves to make see what they don't know. Another one could be like you know fact based, like the almost like a CSI examination, or uh, which is what it sounds like for this GMO. So you you really want to rather than say oh how can I do this, you want to say okay what what's in the way of them knowing this? What do they need to know in order to do this? What's the best way to deliver this? Not from some format. Those are the different formats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you actually got to think of your people, not your manual. Yeah, I got it. So let's pick, let's, right, so let's pick another one. Okay. Ivan, this is why I wish you had yours, you know, but you can, I'm clear you can hear this, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. So this call was supposed to be an hour. It's an uh, hour forty-two minutes. Just let whoever's listening know we having fun. I hope y'all having fun listening. We having fun doing this work. So, <laughs> and you know, Donato, you helping me to actually clarify this in ways that um, I did not know that I didn't before. Right. So like. Really thinking, okay, what's what mindset is the mindset that would prevent people from seeing this? You got to figure that out and work inside of that, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyhow, okay. So next, um, the next thing I'm going to do. Um, so this is section number four, and it's about fitness. Okay. And I'm going to talk about yoga. Okay. That's actually my favorite fitness. But okay. it's not necessarily fitness because it's just fitness is actually just the benefit mm-hmm. of yoga. It's not actually, you know, intended for fitness. You just that's just so one it, of the results. So is this an introduction to uh, to yoga? Or is this you know? Well, this, this is under the section. The, this is under the section fitness. Right. And you know, and you know, my my also my my conversations are are about finding your balance. You know, it may not be yoga. You know, you may be the person who just likes to lift weights and that works for you. Okay. Um, so I just have yoga on here, but you're asking me what is it that I want them to know about yoga. Right. I want them to know about yoga 
how old it is. So this is like in, information, but I would it would also be a demonstration because I would just do like five minutes of yoga, five to ten minutes to yoga of yoga with them or something, just so they can experience the difference and benefits of breathing correctly and the, the proper and the stretching and the movements that are um, created to um, raise the con- raise, actually raise your consciousness. That's what yoga is designed for. So is this a, this yoga conversation for uh, for beginners, novices around yoga? Intermediate? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It would be just for a person who don't even know what yoga is. Okay, so this is for people that don't know yoga and don't know food either, right? This is like for beginners mm-hmm. around. Okay. Mm-hmm. What ha- what happens when you got an intermediate person in the room? Because you probably will have some of those, yeah? An intermediate yoga person? Yeah, people that know a little something about yoga versus the people who know nothing about yoga. What do you mean? What's going to happen? Oh, well, so I how do you? How do you? Agno- I would acknowledge them and mm-hmm. say, you know, who who has who in here has ever done yoga, and like just to see how many people I have in the audience who's done yoga, and then I would start asking those people, you know, like what is your level of yoga? And great, then maybe I'll use them as demonstrators. Okay. Okay, got it. So now, let's see here. How can I? How can I ask this question? I'm, I'm trying, I got a question in my mind. I want to ask you, but I, I, I just have it as a cloud in my brain as opposed to an actual statement, right? So, um, when you're talking about yoga, what 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 difference does it make? What difference does yoga make in in your workshop? Um, yoga makes a difference. No, okay. oh, 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 so, before you say that, before you say that, let me ask you this. If you didn't have yoga, would it make a difference in your program? Well, my program is about living a healthy lifestyle. So, yeah, if I didn't have it, it wouldn't, it would, if I didn't have it, yeah, I think uh, fitness and and yoga being Seen as fitness from a majority of the world is very important. So, um, are you doing an introduction to yoga? What I'm trying to find out is what exactly do you want them to know and walk away from as an experience of yoga? I want them to know. Well, I think society has made yoga be about fitness, right? For me, like my experience of yoga when I go to all these different yoga studios, it's just, most of them are about fitness. Like, oh, let's use yoga and we're going to work out. Yay. And even though, and so I'm putting it in the category of, of fitness, but it's really spirituality. Okay. So I want the distinction of yoga as fitness mm-hmm. versus yoga as spirituality, that's mm-hmm. what it was originally designed for, opposed to what you see in society. I, you know what? As, as the, the more I'm starting to talk about this, I, I, I realize, um, like, 
I don't know when I realized this, but I am a person who are, is not okay with systems. It's like when you talk about the word community and everyone, if I bring, if I say community to somebody, then they automatically think cult and like how this world is like geared toward individualism and people being separate and not being together and doing things for, you know, just being individuals, period, you know, and so, you, like, it's bad to live in community. Oh, if you do yoga, it shouldn't be about your spirituality, which will, again, bring you back to community because, you know, the spirit is naturally um, here to um, help other people and serve others. No, it's about, oh, no, we're going to do yoga for fitness because it's really about getting your body in shape, you know, like, all of these things, and this is just coming up while I'm talking to you guys, everything that I'm talking about is, like, because I'm, like, shooting down fucking systems because I'm not okay with that shit, and I want to wake make people up and let them know that, hey, all this stuff that you believe, shit ain't true, man. It's just not, and I want to prove to you that it's not true, so... There you go. There's my shit right there. I, okay. I don't need that. That just came up right now. <laughs> Good, because that's the way. That's how deep you gotta think in order to be able to teach people what you know the way you know it, right? Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that uh, yoga is a is a tool for you to be fit. It's a tool for you to get in touch with your spirituality, but it's also a tool to have you be conscious. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, like, now I'm going to ask a question again. When you finish your conversation about yoga, what do you want people to walk away with thinking about knowing about or owning about yoga? That fitness is only is a benefit that you get from yoga. It's not the intention. And if you use it for its intention, you will receive the full benefits and the reason why it was created for you to be your highest, greatest self. And nothing. And one of the benefits is that you get fitness out of it. Okay, so you're, you're describing it sort of as an enlightenment tool. It is. It's an enlightenment tool. It is not. And the. It's like it's a yeah. It's an enlightenment tool. That one of the benefits is that you get some some firming, some toning, some elongating muscles and um, breathing and, you know, those are all the different health, you know, health benefits that you receive from, but that's not its original intention. Well, that's, that's not also, why it was created. But that's also not the intention that you have for t- delivering it. Absolutely. See, you, you, know, you, you know, you don't have to honor the, the, the uh, intention that created it in the first place. Uh, but you want to. But see, you can honor whatever one you want as long as it's going to lead people better than you found them. You know, which is why yeah. I'm asking. Which is why I'm asking, what do you? What do they need to know? And how do you need to make sure that they get it? Like, what's in the way? What do you got to get out of the way? You know, like really thinking about these people when you start teaching them. Okay, you know what'll happen is you'll be thinking, okay, it don't necessarily go this way. It don't necessarily go go that way. So it's all cute and everything, but okay, fine, right? So. Um, <laughs> Like this is, you know, this is a you're gonna to have to do this in a new way, and so so how are you gonna deliver this? Like, what's coming to mind for you to in terms of 
having them walk away be yogi, you know? Mm. Or or what is it what is it that you want them walking away knowing about yoga? Yeah, because for me it's like you you're not wrong no matter what you pick. <clears throat> you know, yoga covers I, I want Huh? I was saying I don't know if you can hear me. I was saying you're not wrong no matter what you pick when it comes to yoga. You know, yoga is spirituality, and the benefit is widespread, like you said, physicality, mental, you know, building your mind, your body, your spirit. It builds your sexuality, you know. I mean, you can't be wrong. So anything mm-hmm. you pick is going to be right. It depends on the niche that you're trying to to. Mine is going to be spirituality. Yeah, well, whatever you pick, you know, so whatever you pick is not going to be wrong. Even if it was physical, I can't see it being wrong, you know. Even, if, like, if I used yoga in my workshops, it would be totally for sexual use. I got to be honest. I would come up with a tantric form of yoga, you know, um, and, and I would use it that way, and it would be base, it would basically be used to strengthen your sense of self and your sense of sexuality. And you know what? It's not wrong. No matter what you pick, it's not wrong. Okay, great. So let's, let her, let's, let's, yeah. let her, let's let her go ahead and do this because, you know, as she's looking at this, you know, Colin and, and Anna and Mike are going to be, um, you know, going through their thing because what's happening here is we're unleashing the thought process that gives you access to these different delivery formats. But the people are telling you what to deliver, not you telling yourself how you want to deliver it. You follow? That's what, hopefully that's what you're getting out of this conversation. Like the material and the people are telling you between the two of them how you should be delivering this so that they get it. So what do you want them to walk away with now, really? That yoga is a way for them to achieve consciousness and a heightened awareness of their of their spirit. Great. I want to invite you to add something to that. What? That you get them in the habit of doing it. Like you find a way to make it sticky so it's not like they're going with a gym, you know, a workout trainer and they do, you know, three or four top sessions and then they forget. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to do that, but I'm inviting you to do that because it seems if I was going to do what you're saying, I'd be like, and I got to make sure that they're still doing this two months after I finish with them. <laughs> That's where I would go with it, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that time, Jelada was so great, but, you know, they ain't doing it. Got it. That's what, That's what I would do, and I'm suggesting that you, you know, do that yourself. So now, how are you going to deliver this? How are you going to get them to get what you just said? Um, we're going to have a yoga session, a, 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 like one that could be meditative and restorative, just something that they can do every morning as part of their routine, just like they get up and wash their face and brush their teeth and you know, incorporate yoga. And, you know, and in that you can have meditation. You can have, you know, your fitness for the day. You can wake yourself up and be with a conscious mind and, um and you get to be freaking and have an awesome body too. Woohoo! What more can you ask for? 
Well, I'll tell you one thing that I would do based on what I'm hearing here. And I don't really want to get answers, but I want, to, I want my answers that I'm giving you, all my suggestions I'm giving you, open you up. Because, again, what I'm trying to get you all to see is what's the best way or a guaranteed way of making them say, oh, crap, I, I got to know this or I got to do this. So that was amazing. And a demonstration. I mean, like we literally have a yoga, of, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's like the first thing we do when we come back from a break or with the first, like the first thing we do, maybe it, it needs to be switched to like a first day type of thing, like to just get them uh, to go along with conscious versus unconscious. Maybe, but what I'm present to is you. What's coming to mind for me is you demonstrating how awesome yoga is physically. Because you mm-hmm. can do some crazy videos and crazy exercises. I mean, you do some amazing physical fitness, right? And then, you know, let them know that as a possible way for them, like a possibility for them as, as far as, you know, what's in it for them if they stay the course. Not like you'll get this if you do this in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. long-term benefits of yoga by you showing how flexible you are and how much stamina you have. And like maybe you do a five-minute or two-minute routine, a yoga routine, you know, where you're doing, you know, the lotus sitting and the this and the that, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, but extreme so they can actually see what's possible. And, and then let them know as great as your physical capacity is, it's not even close to a match for the spiritual benefits and then start going in on the spiritual benefits. Okay. I like I, it's, just a, it's just a suggestion, you know. Like, I don't want to give you the answer, but I really want you to think that the clearer, the clearer you are about each um, section, each lesson, the clearer you are going to be able to create the delivery format of it. And maybe you're right. Maybe it needs to be with the consciousness, unconsciousness section. Maybe after you have that conversation about, you know, whatever that demonstration is going to be about, letting them see how unconscious they are, maybe the next thing you do is you have them do yoga, you know, so that's as a part of them, you know, <laughs> you know, so that's a possibility. But, you know, again, the main thing is what do you want them walking away with and what, what do you – because part of it is what's going to stop them, what's possibly going to keep them from getting it. That's a possibility. So, all right, so what are you hearing in this? Um, I'm starting to think more of um, how it goes back to your question, like, oh, wow, how do I – what do I want them to get out of this? And how do I create my content around delivering that? Yeah. What I want them to get? I got to yeah, do some content. Oh, <laughs> what I want them to get? I got to do some good ass content. You got to be able to create it so that no matter where they are in the conversation, they're getting what you want them to get. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you're doing the landmark forum, it's all about emptying the meaningless. And they're leading you in that direction, though you don't know it when you're first doing it. 
you know, I've got a program communication for professionals. It's mostly lecture and exercise, exercise inquiry-based for the most part. Um, and so, you know, I, I know that every conversation is, is building a platform for the one that follows it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have it in a particular order because I'm like, if they don't have this, that other conversation I'm about to have, they won't be able to have it. It won't make sense. It'll be too separate. So it's almost like I, in my mind, when I'm putting together a program, I'm doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because if they get G before they get B, they ain't going to get B, C, D, E, E, D, F, right? They're not going to get it because, like, you know, G's in the way and, and like that. So you got to put the stuff in order that it's going to make it easy for them to put it together. It's almost like rather than throwing a whole bunch of dishes in a cabinet, you put the dishes on top of each other, you put the glasses next to each other, and you, like, stack it in a way that makes it easier to manage and maneuver. And, and, and when it's in their head, it's easy for them to pull it up because, you know, we all have our file system in our head. You don't know how it goes, but it just does whatever it does, right? So you want to have it be easy for them to pull it up, easy for it to pop up on itself, which is why, you know, you want to do it as dramatically as possible, um, whenever possible. So you really got to think about what do I want them to get, how is the best way to deliver it, and, um, you know, the next question, which I hadn't thought about before, which is, you know, what's in the way of them knowing it now? What their thoughts are is normally what what Van said. It's like what they already know about it and or think about it or perceive it. Yeah, so in my case, understanding how to help people put workshops together, you know, I actually I do it one-on-one. This is the way I would do it, one-on-one. I'd be talking with you. We'd be putting this thing together. I'd help you with each particular exercise. So it's like, oh, my God. But, like, how do I do it in the group? This is why we're doing this now. I wish there's more people on the call. I miss you all, Mike and Ann and Colin. Uh, <laughs> but the point is that um, I have to find out what's in the way so I can get that out of the way so you can get the program. But, they, but the person that you're going to be training, they don't know what's in the way because they don't know it as well as you do. You know, when I was teaching men how to pick up women, I had to get them to have a positive outlook first you know, before they could actually fucking give me anything to say, they'd actually do it right, you know? Like, attitude is almost everything. First sale is to yourself. First sale you got to make is sell yourself to yourself. And so, you know, what's in the way of selling them people on your stuff or them selling themselves on your stuff, each step of the way you got to go all the way in. Sometimes what will work is you write out everything that they need to know about yoga. It's spiritual, it's physical, it's, you know, a routine that will keep you grounded, whatever. So you put all those things in there together, the things you want to have, list out the things you want them to get, and then you Mm -hmm. start looking at, at, okay, if I know nothing about yoga, how would I want to be taught or what do I think would work to get me to know yoga? How many, you know, the people that you've taught in the past about yoga, you know, what worked to getting them to to actually do yoga, like that. Got it. So, 
All right, what'd you get out of what I just said? Because that was, you know, a bunch of stuff. That was a lot. Yes. I, I think I'm, I'm getting tired. <laughs> okay. My, bra- right, hey, my brain right. is my brain is tired. I'm, I got it. Long day. That's why I wish there was more than one person in here doing this exercise thing because that way, you know, you could have heard somebody else's voice and then them saying stuff will make you say, oh. You know, so, so Van, what are you getting out of this? Uh, well, basically, um, okay, what I'm hearing is that, you know, you you have to explain you have to lead the horse to the water. And I'm going to make that horse drink, whether he friggin' likes it or not. No. no drink, <laughs> so horse, and drink. It's really, yeah. really kind of like that when you're training people because cause yeah. they're depending on you to make them drink. I mean, listen, they're thirsty. I mean, they wouldn't be at your workshop if they weren't. They're thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to sell cars, and it's like, you know, People normally don't go on a car dealership to price. They came to buy, but they'll say, hey, how can I help you? You know, and they're like, no, I'm just looking. They're not just looking. Right. You got to kind of break the ice with them, yeah. you know, and it's it's just, it's the same thing with anything. You always have to close, but you got to close yourself first before you can close anyone else, kind of like what you kind of just said. What I'm hearing basically is that um, – like I said, you want to take the horse to the water, and of course you can't make a horse drink, but you can damn sure make that water look real good to them. Real, you know, mighty thirsty, mighty good, you know. And let me tell you something. Every like, take the take the take the subject of yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were saying, it's spirituality to you. Yeah, that's your niche with yoga. And, and and you should know as much about that side of it, as long as other things about it. But if that's where you want to take them, you know, I think you should you should really focus on that. And on top of that, I think you should have many shocking things that most people don't know about yoga. You know, shocking things. You know, whatever that means, like. Yoga improves your sex drive 28%, you know. I mean, you know, sex sells, so I always bring up sex, but it's true, you know. You can't lose. You can't lose with sex, you know. So just things like that, you know, that's what I'm hearing. You know, lead them to the water, make it very attractive for them, make it fun, make it light, you know, make it demonstrative because, most of us are, are visual. I mean, at a workshop, everybody's kind of visual. You know, men are normally visual more than women, but at a workshop, everybody's kind of visual. So you can demonstrate a little something for them, and you come up with facts about the spirituality of yoga. Most people will feel like they already knew that, and that's why you've got to come in some shocking stuff, you know. Did you know that yoga such and such? I bet they- who here, uh, you know, ask a couple of people, um, what do you know about yoga? Always involve the crowd. And to me, every segment that you're doing, you involve a couple of people. Make everybody feel like they're a part of it. And tell me, tell me, tell me what you know about yoga, you, you and the bow tie. What do you know about yoga? 
And they'll get up, oh, you know, yoga's this and that and blah, blah, blah. Okay, how about you, ma'am? You know, blah, blah, blah. And you go I love and girls in yoga pants. There you go. <laughs> hey, that works. I, I love girls with yoga pants, and I love girls without yoga pants. So, you know, you're asking the wrong guy. But, I mean, it's to me, it's like, you know, what Tony's laying out is a great format. You know, um, I'm learning a lot here, and I can't wait to get my notes so I can go over this this whole piece. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, yeah, the thing is, it's not so much the platforms, meaning the different types of ways to deliver the program. Like you got to, like, say, okay, I'm going to use exercise this time. I'm going to use a contest the next time. No. The material, when you really look at it, the material will tell you what to use. I'm bringing up the conversations of the different types of, of formats, delivery formats, so that your brain is open to using them, but the material will tell you what to do way more effectively than you trying to see how many different ways can you do it. And sometimes... How many different ways can you do it is probably the best way, <laughs> you know? But the material has to tell you. You have to be able to, like, really clue into the material, which means if you don't know how to deliver it well, maybe there's something about that topic you don't know as well as you think. Mm-hmm. Which would have you, if you can't come up with a new way of doing it other than, um, uh, a lecture, maybe you do some research on it so that you can learn something new and say, oh, oh you know, I can do this week because it'll pop to you. It'll come to you like a brainstorming session once you get used to being able to do this. Okay. Uh, is this is this is this communicating? I mean, is it? I mean, I know you can hear and understand what I'm saying, but is it landing or is it like that kind of Sounding ephemeris, kind of you know, pie in the sky kind of feeling. Sounding. No, no, no. It's, it's definitely not over here. pie in the sky. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not pie in the sky, sky at all. all. All right, just, just I want to make sure it's tangible what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. The material will tell you how to design it, not necessarily you trying to do it on your own. Because mm-hmm. well, what I find when I'm doing a when I'm doing exercises. It's like I got to think of everything that's in the way of people knowing it the way I know it, right? And so when I think about everything that's in the way, I have to create, I don't have to, but I create avenues, exercises, tricks, whatever it is to get those things out of the way so now they can hear me. And so it depends on, you know, the way the material is designed is is the best way to deliver it, but you've got to take every single separate conversation and turn them into a bunch of mini workshops inside of your workshop. Mm-hmm. Is that the first time you really got there, man? Because that was... Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that was one of them deep down. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Each piece is its own workshop. Yeah, that's I like that. You know what that made me do? What's that? Uh-oh. Um, Weird. I'm going to have to I'm gonna redo. I, I, I think that I'm going to reevaluate my my thingy over here. Good. 
it needs to be re because as I'm getting a clear yeah reorganized because as I'm getting a clear understanding, um, a lot of these things can be wrapped up in one um, or just delivered altogether. And mm. in, in, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Y'all, it's almost, it's past my back. I, I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> I understand what? that. Okay. Yeah, I got what you're saying. What am, what am I what am I saying? <laughs> to me, to me, what you're saying is that you can consolidate some of some, some of the yeah you can consolidate it. It doesn't have to yeah, be it makes it to where because a lot of a lot of my sections have like seven or eight distinctions, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> now that I realize that I have so many distinctions in there, I have to deliver a little workshop for each distinction, then it, this can be consolidated to where each section will maybe only have three distinctions. Right. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Don't necessarily worry about time or time management. What I mean by that is don't let time tell you how to create your program. Don't let the amount of content you have tell you how to create your program. Yeah, you want to be responsible for your for your time management. Like, you know, if you're going to start at 10 a.m., and at 8 p.m., you should start at 10 a.m. and at 8 p.m. Otherwise, you're telling people that, you know, you don't have the integrity that, that you, you say you do or you want them to have, right? So you want to be straight with that. But you also want to make sure that you give everything you're doing as much time as necessary um, but as little as possible, right? So mm-hmm. you're doing balance. Um, so, you know, you're going to rearrange your stuff and maybe you could combine it, but don't worry about combining it. Just just think about rearranging it and let the content tell you how to rearrange it. Got let, it. Yeah, let the content tell you. You don't got to figure it out on your own. You just follow what the content is saying to you. Right. Okay. Does, does, does that communicate? I mean... No, that does communicate. Okay, okay, good. Because, like, when CSI investigators are looking at a crime scene, they're letting the scene tell them where the hints are, where the, you know, where the evidence is and how to use the evidence. The scene is telling them. They're not assuming anything. It's almost like you got to bring everything and nothing at the same time to your, to your, to your own program. So all your knowledge and no assumptions, and then go start from scratch. Like, that's what I kind of had to do with this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, so y'all are telling me how to do it, so it's good. So um, we, you know, we way over time here. This is, but this is necessary. So uh, y'all, want, y'all, anything you want to say in closing? No, I don't. Oh, so I just want to say, Tony, thank you so much, and um, thank you for. Um, your love and attention and and your care and delivering and following up and getting this complete for people, and especially me. And um, and I'm I'm just I'm very thankful for you. My pleasure, brother man, brother nature. Yeah, just from a, you know, I mirror 
I mirrored what Bernardo said. You know, um, I'm going to acknowledge you for. No, I'm not trying to not trying to do a, a landmark on you, but <laughs> you know, really do want to acknowledge you for you know having the passion that you have um, to to even you know. I mean, who who does this? You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, like you really to me, you're amazing. You know, like just the reason why you would be doing this in the first place, you know, and, and, and I appreciate you making me a part of this, you know, because I'm learning a lot. It may not seem like it, you know, I might be quiet a lot, but I'm actually learning like how to actually structure a workshop. I've never learned how to do that. I just kind of, you know, the ones that I've been a part of, I just kind of do them off the fly. And that's cool in its own sense, but maybe I make you know there's a lot I can learn. Yeah, a lot I can learn. So you know, I want to thank you for that. Yeah, you know, as you were speaking, I just got present to um, when I was in the team management leadership program my second year, team two. Um, somewhere early on, I had read this book called The Eighty Twenty Principle. And some guy wrote it, and he I think he was he did a review, a rewrite of it, like like second edition or whatever. Anyhow, um, as I was reading it, he talked about how you know the eighty twenty rule, you know, works inside of business and sales and like that, right? But how it also operates inside of our relationships. You know how we have only certain skills, and you know if we if we're counting on our partner to be excellent, you know, like that, and then our own personal life. Uh, a life purpose and, you know, all of that stuff, right? So, like, I was really present to it my whole time being on Team 2 about the value of the 80-20 principle and how to look for other people's 80-20 skill set and then help right. them build that. So this is, you know, a the next level of that, which is to help people with their 80-20 skill set to actually profit from that knowledge so that they could give their eighty their twenty percent skill set to the other eighty percent. Right. You know, that that communicates. So yeah, this is this is a, a continuation of that. I'm like, I'm doing it and it, 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 I know that it's easy for me to do it. It's not that easy, but it's easy enough. Like I don't need any support around doing it. But I know there's so many people that have so much skill that it's like it's ridiculous that people are not doing this more. It's been it, there's been consultants, coaches, you know, like, you know, ever since, like, almost since civilization began, really. Um, <laughs> you know, they used to call them uh, uh, counselors and astrologers back in the day, you know what I mean? So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've always been around. So anyhow, um, that's all I got. Um, I'm going to uh, end this call. I want to uh, apologize to uh, Mike, Anna, and, and Colin that this call went, like, two minutes, two hours and 15 minutes so far. <laughs> No clue I'm going that long. I had no intention, right? But, you know, apparently it was That's here. all to the good. It's all yeah. to the good. Hope they can I wish they can handle listening to, oh, yeah. listen to it the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, so uh, that's all I got, y'all. All right. Well, good night. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep. Man, it was good to be on the phone with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a while since we've been on the phone this long, so um all right, so that's it. I got it. Talk to y'all later. Yeah, it was Good night. great. Okay guys. Okay. Bye. Later.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.